Hi everyone, my name is Isaiah DeBuilder. I'm the Associate Pastor of Christ the King Anglican Church, and you are listening to our Advent Psalm Series. Three days a week, on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, for the next four weeks, we're going to be posting a short reflection on one of the morning psalms assigned by the Daily Office Lectionary. If you'd like to access the lectionary, it's available through our website at ctkfaithbill.org. Before we begin, I would like to invite you to think about how you might create a prayerful space at some point each day during the Advent season. Even a few moments of quiet and stillness can bring much-needed peace into your day. If this podcast is a part of your morning commute, a companion to your workout, or something to listen to during housework, that's great. We're glad to be with you. Just make sure that as you are listening that you make time to really engage, even if it's only for a few moments. It can help to pay attention to your body as you pray. Try engaging a posture of receptivity and expectation, something like holding your hands out with your palms up. We pray together the ancient prayer of the church. Come, Lord Jesus. The world we encounter when we wake up each day is often hurried and fraught with distraction. Conflicts, our own and others, fight for our attention. Tasks and activities seemingly fill in every nook and cranny of our schedules. In the midst of this busyness and hurry, the season of Advent is meant to slow us down, to help us pay attention to the work of God in our lives going on beneath the surface. Today's psalm is Psalm 78, and we'll be reading verses 1 through 8. I will read, and then we'll prayerfully reflect on the scripture together. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old. Things that we have heard and known that our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell them to the coming generation. The glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a decree in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach to their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and rise up and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and that they should not be like their ancestors, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. These first eight verses of Psalm 78 and the 64 verses that follow them tell Israel's story with God. They reflect upon what God has done in their midst and take a hard look at what went wrong. The continual faithfulness of God in response to the unfaithfulness of his people is particularly highlighted. Even when they fail, and the psalmist is brutally honest about that, God is still working for their good. Many years later, the Apostle Paul will write to the church in the Greco-Roman city of Corinth something very similar. After describing the history of biblical Israel In a way that recalls these verses in Psalm 78, he writes that these things happened to them to serve as an example, and they were written down to instruct us on whom the ends of the ages have come. This way of describing time as the overlapping of the ages is a powerful and true way of talking about the time we find ourselves in. It is simultaneously the very life of the age to come that we've been brought into, even while we still endure this present evil age. 
we are people who live in the time, in between the times, in the words of Latin American theologian René Padilla. Like a storm front that exists because of the collision of two different pressure systems, God's people live in the inbreaking life of the kingdom, right in the midst of the world still marked by sin, pain, and despair. This is why hope is so essential, so integral to our life in God. In Psalm 78, the psalmist denotes the purposes of God's revelation to his people, namely that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God. The reason that ancient Israel, the Greco-Roman Corinthian church, and ourselves as modern-day Americans should meditate on God's acts in history is the same, to nurture our hope and thereby our faithfulness. Practically, this might look like taking time and writing down things in your life that you have seen God's faithfulness in. Try journaling out a list of things that you have seen God do in the past. These acts of God's faithfulness might extend even beyond yourself to those around you in whom you've seen God's goodness worked out in their lives. Like those in scripture who are called to meditate on God's acts of faithfulness to them and their ancestors, we too can cultivate an awareness of God's goodness and trustworthiness. We're going to take a moment to pray now. First, let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us begin to recall these moments and times of God's goodness in our lives. We'll pause for a moment. Now let's call to mind other things that we have seen God do for others, maybe family or friends or those in the community. Let's give thanks to the Lord for those things. We'll pause for a moment. Finally, let's now ask the Holy Spirit to remind us of a place in our lives or in the life of someone we're close to that currently feels hopeless. Maybe it's a space of relational brokenness or deep personal pain. Take that situation to God and ask for his kingdom to come in that space specifically. We'll pause one more time. As we meditate on and remember God's faithfulness to his people, we can begin to enter the Advent season together with expectant hope, the kind of hope that the scriptures tells us will not disappoint. And it goes on to say that this hope won't disappoint precisely because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. It is this love through the active presence of the Spirit that sustains us as we wait for the day where the ages no longer overlap and God's kingdom will come in its fullness and finality. In that waiting, let us be those who set our hope in God and not forget the things he has done in the words of the psalmist. God be with you as we walk through this Advent season together.